Hi everyone, so I'm Annie Quinlan. And I'm Christian Harris. And today we're just going to discuss uh, womanhood in the 18th century. We're going to be looking at some literary works from the time. We're going to be looking at some works from today's time, about that time. We're going to be discussing common themes between them all and kind of how they apply to today's world, how they looked at actually in the 1700s, and just kind of see how it all compares. Great. The first piece of literature we're going to talk about today is the novel Camilla by Frances Burney, which was first published in 1796. It deals with the matrimonial concerns of a young group of people, in particular Camilla Tyroid and her love affair between Edgar Mandelbert. They have many hardships, however, caused by misunderstanding and mistakes in the path of true love. We'll also be comparing that to the series. Yes, it's a Hulu series. It was really in 2017 it's called harlots and it basically is just about um prostitutes in the 1800s in london yeah um and you know if you ever heard of greek street i don't even know how i've heard of it but it's one of those things like when they said it in the show which is you kind of one of like yeah i'm like i've heard of greek street i don't know why but i feel like that's like a well-known <laughs> avenue but yeah. apparently it wasn't the place to be unless you were a prostitute or looking for that um, but yeah, and I think it was really interesting and I guess a lot of this, um, a lot of everything that was represented as far as the events and all of the injustice and everything like that was accurate for the time. So I, it's, uh, it's really interesting. I would definitely recommend watching if you have not. Yeah, so for Camilla, I really want to just pick out certain pieces of information in there because, like, this was a 900-page novel. Yes. So, obviously, a lot of it was just kind of the back and forth. And really, the plot summary was the most um, interesting part. Um, and so, one of our general issues is just talking about madness and just, like, the patriarchy and men and how they're just so toxic yeah um and but i feel like really in this one we kind of get to see both sides of the coin for sure with what camilla deals with and then like what edgar deals with and then like what they deal with together oh yeah even like sir hugh and everything mm -hmm. like i feel like everyone honestly just had a, a lot going on a lot going on <laughs> yeah and they just really were trying to all make it work with each other i think they needed to take some time and work on themselves for a second um, there yeah um, and really, though, in this time period, no one really wanted to kind of like stop and work on themselves, especially men. No, because you were always working to impress the other gender. Yeah. And so especially with men. And I also just feel like they didn't even really want to take the time. No. Well, because like, themselves. I mean, yes, impressing each other's gender. And then it was competing with your own. Mm -hmm. Like you want it. Even like women, it was like because they were pinned up that you were basically have to get married. Yeah, yeah they're going to compete against each other because you don't want to be the one that's alone, like yeah. without money, without mm -hmm. stability of any sorts or anything. Because unfortunately, it was married life or no you're life. going to be like a governess <laughs> and you're working for another family your whole life in a not good abusive just, system. Yeah, you just not want it, which is kind of crazy to me because like that does it doesn't make even the you know like yeah well like today obviously there's still an inequality within mm -hmm. um the sexes and everything but we're looking more about like equal pay at least we can get jobs yeah. you don't mm -hmm. have to get married you can get married to whoever you want to but like at the same time like it's like we've moved so far but like we have so much exactly to yes like i read these problems i'm like why is this still an mm -hmm. issue today most definitely because even still today like obviously you know i said even i just said like you can get married to everyone but but 
also even if you don't want to get married mm-hmm. i feel like there's still a negative connotation with that even in today in the 21st century yeah and a lot of the works that we looked at other than semester kind of touches on these things it's not just in camilla where we see the toxic men and just women just fighting for a spot because that's all they know we see it throughout all of these writers in the 18th century and it just makes me think about like how that had to just be very like this unhappy life I mean granted it's all they know but when reading like when I was reading I was like these women are very aware of their what they're going through Mm -hmm. um but it's like what what can they do about it yeah there's nothing they can really do about it and so I find it interesting like to read about it because without this we wouldn't even know no well and like so there was uh I will say they didn't touch as much on madness as they did in harlots as they Mm -hmm. did in Camilla but what they did when they did, uh, they showed like Bedlam, which is just basically a madhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just awful. Like you should have seen, like there was one lady um, that was thrown in. She was basically running like um, one of the prostitutes house mm-hmm. and she was thrown in because she was a terrible woman yeah. and like all these other prostitutes overthrew her and she was in Bedlam. And it's hard because if you watch it, she was a terrible character, so mean, but like, what she had to endure in there. I mean, everyone was just dirty. They weren't shaved. They were literally crawling everywhere. She would do like this <laughs> one. There was terrible. this yeah. Well, there was this other girl that she ends up meeting in in the madhouse mm-hmm. that she was sent there by her family because they thought that she was crazy because she was having premarital. So yeah, that girl was sent there because they thought she was crazy because mm-hmm. she had premarital sex mm-hmm. and that was wrong at the time. So obviously, if you're going against society, that clearly means your math that's just i think anything that is not deemed as good in society is definitely like yeah throw them away yeah because obviously they don't care about what we have to say when it's their own life yeah so. and then like the doctors in bedroom he mm-hmm. was like you know i need to expel this I don't know, behavior from you i guess mm-hmm. and he's like raping her mm-hmm. and it's like well now yeah you're right she doesn't like that because she chose to have you know intercourse yeah. with those other people mm-hmm. for whatever the reason may be she's not choosing this like why is that I don't know. It's just crazy. Like, why can't you get this through your head? Like, yeah. And, it is so well, hard. And then it's at points like, so you know she's not crazy. Mm-hmm. You just want her in here and you're going to take advantage of her. Yeah. And I think that was a big thing. Um, another topic from Harlot that uh, kind of compares to uh, Camilla, I think, well, without being the same, is the marriage market versus the keeper market. Mm-hmm. And basically a keeper, if you guys don't know, is um, it's essentially an upper class man who probably does have a wife, most of them do, at least in the show, and um, they would then go to find basically a prostitute and would pay an annual income for however long they chose to literally keep them. I mean, they're the keepers. (laughs) And this girl, this prostitute would uh, just agree to live in their house Mm -hmm. all all the time and basically be a living sex object. And like I said, these guys had wives and many of them knew. Or even if it was like if they didn't actually have, if they didn't actually keep these women, I guess, Mm -hmm. they would still go to these... um, I don't want to say, I'm trying to think of like what the word, I don't want to say whorehouse, but like essentially that's really what it is, a brothel. Yeah. That's the word I'm thinking of. Um, And yeah, and it would go there. So it's like you put all these pressure on women to get married, but it's like, oh, well, don't try and do it for love because your husband's probably going to cheat on you. And I feel like, you know, love was a big theme Mm -hmm. with Camilla as far as where Mm -hmm. you could get it if it was attainable. Um, from my point of view, reading, I really do feel like Camilla and Edgar, they did, they did love each other. Yeah. I do think they loved each other, but it was just like 
the world or like their circumstances yes. didn't want them to be together and i don't know like Francis Brandon did on a purpose like oh let's throw this in there like for like some dramatic but like it almost feels like so real like they want to be together so bad and they want like the genuine true love but like the world like their world and their society just does not want them to have that yeah and we also like see it in like Maria again when she falls in love with the man um in the madhouse yes it's like okay yeah you love this man but like this is at the, at the time like her husband, like, okay, well, you're you're still married to this woman, so he owned you. Yep. So just because you love this other man, well, society is like, no, right? Happiness doesn't live here. Exactly. Um, and so I really feel like when they saw a woman genuinely like happy and genuinely in love and genuinely just being what what they supposed to have, like, mm-hmm. to get from life, they're just like, well, let's just exit this out because like. What, what do they need to be happy for? Well, and because marriage, especially, you know, Ben and uh, even, you know, in Harlots, it wasn't it wasn't a relationship. It was an agreement. It was mm-hmm. a business agreement, essentially, yeah. you know? And I feel like with all like all of the marriages we've read about and, like, in there talking about, it was a business transaction. It was, mm-hmm. what can she do for me? Yep. And it wasn't, it wasn't even like, what can he do for me? It's specifically, what can I get from her? What's her dowry look like? Yeah, like, <laughs> okay, so she has a lot of money. Great. She makes, she's she's pretty. She's like a good statue trophy. Not a nice arm candy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So she's good. Like, it, it was never, okay, like, I really love this person and I want to spend the rest of my life with them. Mm-hmm. It was more so, okay, this person is, is, she's, she's going to make me look better. And I think the very first book we read, what was about, it was like, kind of like the roles reversed and the woman, what, I can't remember what book was that. The very first one we read where the, it was like the roles reversed and the woman was the one who was just kind of just like having her cake and eating it too. Yeah. You remember it was like, she was like the princess and she like oh. lied on that priest. Um, and then yes. like ended up in like exile at the end. Yeah. And it was like the roles were reversed. And I, it was like, she was like such terrible person yeah <laughs> but i really liked reading it because like we were finally reading about the girl just like doing what amanda yeah like she was just do- having her way and i love to read about it but even then like it's still she still was just what she wanted it's never what we both want it's what okay what can you do for me yeah. like how can this marriage benefit me and not in like the love department, but like how can it make me richer or yeah. more seen or more accepted in society? And in Camilla, uh, one of Eugenia is one of three sisters, I believe. Mm-hmm. One of her sisters, Lavinia, she is uh, she's nineteen and she's looked at as this. You know, her complexion's perfect and yeah. she's beautiful, but like all of these descriptive uh, descriptions, excuse me. It's like they're describing her as if she's a piece of art. Yeah. And like, you know, there's a lot to look at on the outside, but there's nothing really like behind what, the frame, yeah, like, you know? Beyond her looks, like, what? Yeah. What is, what is, what is it? like? And then on the con- the on the, right, and then on the contrary, you have uh, her 15-year-old sister, Eugenia, mm-hmm. who had smallpox, and she has a rash on her face, I believe. Yeah. And at the very beginning, it's commented on, like, that she's basically, you know, she's not as pretty. And it's what stinks is, like, now... I mean, until she chose to get smallpox, yeah. and now here it is, like, she's remembering this for her whole life, mm-hmm. and because her, their parents kind of kept her more sheltered, when she heard this, it was a really big shock to her. Like, yeah. she didn't understand that that was bad. She just figured, yeah, my sisters don't have it, but... 
And then like, just uh, this is also know that she is 15. Yes. <laughs> so and she's still she's still young. But I also want to talk about how even like today, like the beauty centers of today are still the same. Yeah. Like people are deemed not attractive or like people don't want anything to do with them because of stuff that they can't change, like the way they were born, like skin conditions, stuff like that. And like it's so crazy, like, okay, then a 15-year-old girl, she had smallpox, scar on her face, and now, thousands of years later, here we are still with people judging based off yeah. your looks and not based off personality well ironically enough it made me think so when i was in like first grade mm-hmm. now obviously that's like i was like eight yeah. um i got scarlet scarlet fever yeah really? yep i don't know how i got it didn't know anyone else who had it but i had it mm-hmm. and it gave me this re- it's called scarlet fever because the red rash gives on your cheeks and i mean i was only in first grade but that for some reason took a really long time to go away and i hated it because mm-hmm. eventually it was just like these red bumps on my face and like i didn't like it no one else had it no one else even heard of Scarlet Fever. I didn't hear about it. The only other person I knew who had it was my great-grandmother. But that's what I mean. Like, you have these, like, illnesses or, mm-hmm. you know, and there's so many illnesses that will, unfortunately, they leave you with some sort of, they leave you maybe looking different than you did going into it before yeah. you had it. And it's like, that person, I'm sure, doesn't want to remember it. I mean, it's great that they made, that they got through it and they're stronger. But if you're not going to judge them based on something that they didn't choose. Yeah. Like, that's so unfair. And now you're just making this girl feel like she's not good enough. Incapable. Yeah. Like, she, like, no one wants her. Um, and I just really hate that, like, that's the way that they were, like, brought up. Yeah. Because, like, looks are definitely not everything. Nope. And I could just imagine, like, what some of these men were looking like. Yeah, so, you, you want to judge a woman on what she looks like? What do you look like? Yeah. Let, let's bring a mirror. Let's look at you. <laughs> um, and so, like, the double standards yeah. were just, it was always, okay, this woman doesn't do this. She doesn't do that. So I'm just going to get to the curve. Okay, what what are you doing? Yeah. So, like, you have all what you want in a woman, what you don't want, and then you're just, like, the world's worst husband. Yeah, like, it just has to be okay because I'm a man. Because I'm a man and I give her money mm-hmm. and a home, mm-hmm. so therefore you have to obey me and, and that everywhere. Just, and that just goes back to like I definitely understand where Camilla is coming from in her mental breakdown. Yes, like that would drive living in a society where you just are just not like you're just not even given a chance. Like, and I can just imagine like what we're reading about. I'm sure the issues go far deeper than what we've read about. Oh, yeah. And so, like, I'm sure it was a lot of women who were just mentally not there. But, like, knowing what their society is like now, the fact that... It was like they had to disassociate Mm -hmm. because who cares what my personality is? No Mm -hmm. one else does. Yeah. And, like, in the poem, The Spleen, this lady was going crazy and she had to self-isolate and just be alone for the rest of her life because... Oh, being like the your mental capacity was like such a taboo thing to talk about. Like you literally could not be mentally like mentally ill, no. which is crazy because like no weakness what? can be shown. So what what could what could you do? Yeah, <laughs> basically like they 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 were a shell of a person. They couldn't do anything. They were just there yeah. for there to exist. Reading about it just makes me want to go crazy because yeah. I'm just like give them a chance. Like, well, and it's like why do you think Camilla was struggling so hard about like where she wanted to be out with Edgar? Because it's like great. I think I love him. I think he loves me. But when we get married, like, is that all going to change? Like, is that all going to change? Like, is it real? Almost like, like, is it real? Like, what can I believe? What can I not believe? Like, what? Like, is he just feeding me a bunch of lies? Yeah. Or just like, what? Like, what is it? I don't. Is it gonna last? Like, like, is he just doing this to get me to marry mm-hmm. him? Basically, and this is all front, and then we yeah. get married, and the veil drops, and mm-hmm. I'm dead to him essentially. So I don't know. 
So to switch gears for a minute, I kind of want to talk about like the whole idea of happiness. Um, so I mean, like in a whole lifetime, I'm sure there were moments of happiness where they were just like, oh, I'm so happy. But if we were to dig these people up and sit them down in front of us and be like, are you happy? Like, were you happy yeah. with the way your life ended? I don't even, like, do you even think they would be able to give us like an answer? I mean, I don't think so. Cause like, okay, so like looking at harlots and, and this is something that I think applies to even sex workers that apply today. It's like, mm-hmm. once you agree to admit, like when someone knows that you do that, you're in that line of work, it's like, okay, so anyone can have sex with you at any time, whenever we want. It doesn't matter what you want because you're a sex worker. So obviously you want it, mm-hmm. but like, that's not the case. Like yeah. it is not at all. And there was, um, one of the characters in, uh, you know, there was a Wells family mm-hmm. and they, they had their own um, brothel and there was a mom and both, well, both of her daughters were prostitutes mm-hmm. and one of them was in this house, Lucy. And um, at the first season, she actually had still had a virtue. She was only like 15 and her mom, like, you know, she knew that she was going to have to do it eventually, yeah. but she didn't want to. It was mm-hmm. just money was tight and like that was just their way of living. Once mm-hmm. you kind of commit to that, it's hard to leave it. But this guy was literally having, was trying to have sex with Lucy despite her older sister, Charlotte. He was Charlotte's keeper mm-hmm. and she made him mad. So he wanted, he was trying to become Lucy's keeper mm-hmm. just because of, of like Charlotte. Fight her. Yeah. And, and Lucy didn't want to have sex with her because he was being just really aggressive and she just didn't want it. And um, she stabbed him mm-hmm. because he was just forcing himself on her. And then the mom ends up, he was like bleeding out in bed and they're like, we can't take him out because she's going to, Lucy's going to be hanged. Mm-hmm. And it, even though he was the one raping her, it really was just self-defense. They don't care. You're probably I mean, but like, he's man time, what is self-defense? Like there, there's no such thing. Exactly. But, um, you know, and, and he died. The mom ended up killing him to say, it's not your kill now, it's mine. Mm-hmm. And they never found out. But, you know, and so there was times like that where it just feels like they're in constant torment. But I will say like, because they were all family and even the other prostitutes that live in that house, I think that they did have to, you know, they tend to, they tend to lean on each other mm-hmm. um, for help because they all know how, how it works and how, you know, how men are when it comes to prostitutes and everything like that. I think in that sense, if they could, if you were able to somewhat find a community, I feel like that was kind of the best way of finding happiness. But other than that, I feel like their whole life is just based on surviving. Yeah. So, I mean, can you ever be truly happy, happy. if you don't get the chance to just be yourself you're always thinking about am i gonna be able to pay this you know am i gonna pretty demand i don't know just all the stuff i'm like just all of it like with harlots and even with like the things we've read like like you said they're just make trying to make it to the next day yeah so really maybe no they're not happy but at the same time like it's all they knew Mm -hmm. so maybe they were happy and Mm -hmm. maybe it's just unhappy to us because we're women in today's society but like at the same time like I don't know. I really feel like if we were to ask them, they'd probably just be like, "What even is happiness? Like, yeah. how do you define that? Like, like what it like? Maybe we should give them our definition of what being happy, like what yes. being a happy life is, and then talk to them about it. And then they'll probably be like, well, no, I guess not. I'm not. I'm not happy, and no. I was not happy, and I'm not happy. You're not free. My life ended. And you, you were. They were not able to just kind of figure themselves out and be themselves like from the day they were born to when they were to they died they were always the, the way they were raised to please men they were married to please a man the only like, way you gained freedom in that time mm-hmm. was if you were a widow yeah and like when did they have time to please themselves never they couldn't 
they weren't allowed to. They weren't expected to. People mm-hmm. didn't think they would need to. Yeah. It just it's it's not good, and that's why. And it's interesting that you mentioned like if someone were if someone from that time period we heard today, because I guess I never thought about that. Like we're here, you know, essentially on the outside looking in. You mm-hmm. know what's improved and what still needs to be worked on, but like that is all they knew for life, which is. It's just insane to think of, yeah. you know, how much, how far we have come, I guess. Not yeah. that we're at all close to being finished. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, and that's hard. It's like, it was happiness attainable. I mean, the women didn't even have agency over their own lives. Yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. how how happy can you truly be, be. But without like, being able to control yourself? But just, like, but at the same time, like I said, like, that's all they knew. So, like, they probably, I don't know. In the grand scheme of things, they like. They probably were like, well, yeah, I was I married. I, like, I was able to find a husband. So, yeah, that's pretty much my happiness. That constitutes happiness mm-hmm. at that time. Yeah, I agree. So, I agree. I know. That's definitely very interesting. And now I just probably want to talk to Mike at the time. Yeah, can we, do you think they have anyone frozen we can just come and take I from know, now? probably. We should look into that. All right. <laughs> I think that would be so interesting. So, on, like, another topic of survival, I want to talk about another piece of literature, which was, um. The woman of color um so in this story it is about a biracial woman who is a woman of color and she's married off to a cousin and they're like racist and not only is she a woman but she's also a woman of color um and so that's like another thing with survival in this book she was very headstrong and she was very kind and she was just went through life just getting the most of it i guess you can say mm-hmm. um i admire the way she was able to kind of just face adversity with a smile on her face and she wasn't faced by it all and i guess that's like another thing of survival with her i mean like that's basically that's all she knew like she had no she couldn't change it it's her life yeah. so instead of just being upset about it they just kind of she just kind of went with it and i and i love that about in women in that general period i'm sure they're just so much stronger than we as women are today yeah. because like they they got up every day and they just still like did it. Yeah. And that has to take some strong willpower. Yeah. So, um, and also like just being, oh, like I say, like a double whammy of being a woman and being a woman of color. Yeah. So you have on one side of the fence, oh, like you're getting all the backlash of being a woman. And then on the second side, you're a woman of color. So now you're like, you're really at the bottom tier. Yeah. And like, it doesn't get any better, obviously. I don't know. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, even today, like, as a woman of color myself, like, it doesn't get any better. Like, I mean, yeah, it's not as worse as it was, but also, like... We're not finished. We're not. Definitely very far from finished. Um, and I just really love this book because, like, she... I'm, I'm still kind of trying to figure out, like, how she did it because that would make me just want to... Stop. Stop. Yeah, yeah. And just kind of not be there because that's, that's so hard um, and i know we complain about the things we have to deal with the, like during this age even just with like women of color camilla um all the different women looked at the harlots women like i definitely could not see myself dealing with that no. even um there's a character harriet in harlots and she's a woman of color mm-hmm. and she was originally a servant and she had uh, for a white for a white man he was actually nice to her he, mm-hmm. he enjoyed her presence i think mm-hmm. they had a little bit of a romantic relationship even she had two kids mm-hmm. i believe with him yes with him so they were they were a romantic they involved <laughs> um and like she got her freedom 
and then when he died, but then his son wouldn't give her her kids. And he's like, these are your siblings. And like, you're not going to, because they were half siblings, like yeah. they had the same dad. And you're not going to give me my children back. And then she ended up going to work for the Wells family, but she didn't want to be a prostitute. Or she's like, I can't, like, that's not me. I'm not doing that. So they said, yeah. well, you can work around the house, but like, you're not going to get paid as much because yeah. you're not directly making your coin. Mm-hmm. And like, that's not on so us. at the end of the day, she was She like, ended up being had to do it. Yeah. Yeah. She ended up uh, actually the father of the Wells house, William North, was also black. And uh, so he was married to Margaret Wells, who was white. Mm-hmm. And he, he was a servant at once too. But, you know, at that level, because, you know, obviously biracial marriages were really looked down on, but because, you know, Margaret Wells was, was a prostitute since she was 10 years old and now uh, owns a, her own house and everything. So like at that point, it's like, hey, we're already down here. Like, what are they gonna do? To, like, what are they gonna do, can yeah. slower? Mm-hmm. So, um, but it was hard to see because even there was a couple of scenes, I believe in the third season where slave ships or mm-hmm. slave, slave, it wasn't slave ships. It was, um, it would be like they came on a wagon and they, and they basically kidnapped black yeah. people to transport them. Even mm-hmm. Harriet actually had this one guy who kept trying. He was a white man and they kept, you know, he kept purchasing sex from her, I guess. And they were trying, he was trying to get her to be her keeper. Mm-hmm. And then the wife came cause he, she found out that he was seeing her and like, she was really nervous to meet the wife first, but she was like, thank you for taking him out of my bed. Yeah. But then someone else told her, she's like, you know that he owns a plantation with like 300, like, like uh, essentially people of color yeah. on it. And mm-hmm. she, then she goes, you're disgusting. I will never touch you again. Mm-hmm. Like even for a prostitute, like no, that not, yeah. that's not okay. No thanks. And I think like, even though they're prostitutes, like they still had standards. Yes, no, exactly. There's still people. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I feel like at that point, like your job doesn't define who no. you are as a person. No. They were literally just doing what they had to do to get by. Yes. Um, And I, a lot of, they just, a lot of people just weren't willing to see past that. No. Um, they no, were very no. like, simple-minded people yes um because in this time too i know it was when they were starting to go to the americas yeah so they were shipping them they were like really so to kind of tie all of this up as annie so eloquently said (laughs) the 18th century sucked it really did it just wasn't i mean i guess it had its charms but then like it also had its really, really, really bad yeah. parts. Overall, like, I, and I really feel wouldn't like, want to live in that time. What, like, what kind of charming, like, what, what was charming about it? At this point, all I can think of is, like, Bridgerton <laughs> when they're in the dresses. But at that yeah. point, it's like, you're only better off because you have money and you're mm-hmm. still signing up for the same exact thing. Exactly. Because even in Bridgerton, even though it's, like, happy, we love it, they're still fighting for the season. Like, who's going to be married yes. this season? Like, who's going to get the man? Who's going to do this? Well, okay. right. And, like, even they, um... You know, the main characters are always the ones that are actually falling in love or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then I know one of the parents, um, who's the one with the red hair? Um, is it like the other, like the lady with the other? Like, two the feathering intense. Yes. The mother and the father, like during the first season, like it was very obvious that like, mm-hmm. they didn't love each other. They so like, they were that. somewhat true in their depictions of mm-hmm. marriage. Like it doesn't always But then like when the man died at the end? She was kind of, I couldn't understand she was like sad. She wasn't because he was spending all their money. So she's yeah. like, all right, well, at least I don't got that hole in my po- burning in my yeah, pocket. she's like, well, okay, um, what's next? Yeah. And I also feel like that was a big question in that time. Like, okay, so what's next? Like, yeah. where, where do we go from here? There was just no winning in this time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's hard. And that's kind of what Camille was struggling with again with like with uh, Edgar and everything. It's like even if I do love you and you love me, like, again, it doesn't matter if this wears off because I couldn't divorce at the time. There mm-hmm. wasn't, 
her she was never gonna have the upper hand Mm -hmm. there was no flexibility when it came to that yeah and it was just always men like no matter how think how you think you outsmarted them what do you think you can do like how headstrong you were men were the superior race and in the end they were always gonna win yeah and that gender reigned over yeah and so that like you said it goes back to happy like we're, we're we're circling back to like happiness and madness like where does your happiness begins and ends and then like kind of where does like your madness take place like I feel like their happiness was almost just them not being tortured in that mm-hmm. moment or being somehow I guess conflicted. like those moments of where he was probably gone and they were just like alone. Yeah. Like with the writers we read, their happiness kind of was like their writing. Yep. And just, I mean, what was it? Afro Bane? Mm-hmm. Afro Ben? Didn't, wasn't there something that like she just faked her whole husband? Like they never <laughs> met Bane and he was all of a sudden she came back and he just yeah. died. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, Connect to wins, but anyway, let, let's like let's move on. But like honestly, it's smart if she did just make it up because mm-hmm. then she didn't have to go through all the torment of marriage and everything. But you still get the freedom of a widow because mm-hmm. that really was the only way to achieve any sort of happiness. Yeah, and it's just it's just crazy to think because like, like so I like as a twenty first century woman, mm-hmm. this makes me think like, wow, like we really have it good, even yes. though we like think we have it bad. Like yes. This, we really have a good and still got a long way to go, but we've yeah. come a long way, I guess. Well, far from them, like, yeah. We're way past them, and it makes me just want to think like, when did women kind of like step in and like put their feet down and just like, yeah, fight the man? Like, what, like, we're taking a stand, like. Who was the first person to kind of just be like, okay, this is what we're going to do, and we're going to do it? And, like, who were the women who weren't scared to back her up? What's sad is I feel like if we really looked into that, it wouldn't be that long ago mm-hmm. that happened. Like, oh, I mean, yeah. I'm trying to think 1800s. I'm like, even, like, even just, like, I mean, the 1900s. Yeah. I mean, women we didn't weren't get our, We didn't get the right to vote till, uh, God. Mm, not long ago. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. The Civil War ended, what, 1865? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we got in 1920. 1900s is when we really started seeing change. That's mm-hmm. not long ago. That was 100 years ago. Wow. Like, that's <laughs> insane. That's, I mean, we've come a long way, again. But, like, it's just, it's sad that it ta- it's taken this long, I think. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know, I just, I really, like, this gave me a whole new perspective. Yes, for sure. Being a woman. It's and a very interesting time for me. Not get me wrong. I mm-hmm. highly recommend the show. The books were great. Like, it was really interesting to look at it. It was just kind of sad. Yeah. And it just makes you put a lot of things in perspective because, like, wow. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I did enjoy reading all of these. I did enjoy kind of, it was like a movie. Yes. Reading this and, like, kind of placing yourself into this. And I think that's kind of the draw is, like, really remembering that this isn't just a story we're reading. Like, this is how real life This is life. This is their life. Like, these are, like based on real experience yeah like this is what they woke up to every single day yeah and like these were pieces like, written in that time it makes it different from reading a book and like watching a movie okay i've seen it in the movie but like you're reading a book from a real author yes so i know we kind of went on a whole spiel yeah. but this is the end i think and we I, talked about a lot of good things mm-hmm. and i hope we kind of leave you with a question of just a question of like maybe your happiness or your mental health or how do you feel you as a woman have has evolved or mm-hmm. do you feel like we've we've made progress like i hope it leaves you with like different kind of thoughts and different kind of ideas or i hope it makes you want to go and read these books yes i was gonna say or watch the show like for mm-hmm. sure like look at um you know works from this time i will say one of the good things that i liked about this was 
you know, it's older English, but mm-hmm. it's not the old English that you like, really can't understand. Yes. yes. Like, it I wouldn't have to translate these words. It was, you like, know? very straight to the point. Yes. This so. is what's happening. Yep. And here we go. That's that. So, I'm yeah. Christian. I'm Annie. And we hope you've enjoyed our podcast. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Yay.